that's all done. So here is the idea for the show. The idea for the show uh, is, <laughs> is to read about interesting, thought-provoking, controversial things that happen to be on Wikipedia. And um, I thought, what a great way to open the show if it becomes a show. Maybe this isn't even going to be a show. Maybe this doesn't work out. Maybe this backfires ultimately in my face. But if it does work out, if it is good, if it does work, um, then I don't see why the first episode should not be about something like a Merkin. Uh, so that's our first topic is Merkin. And then the idea here is that in the future, um, you leave your comment below about a topic. You know, you, you write in a topic that you want to be read. And I will read that topic on Wikipedia. Uh, so that's that's the idea. That's the idea. Um, so Merkins. And I'm not going to, let's not bury the lead. Let's just dive in because, you know, what, what am I going to, oh, I didn't turn my lights on. What, what am I going to, you know, talk about Merkins when, when really I'm, I'm here to learn just like you. That's why you're here. You're here to learn something on Wikipedia. Um, and you, you can't read at the moment. You need someone else to read it for you. And that's what I'm here. That's, that's, what, that's how I serve my purpose as an unemployed person at this moment. All right. Let's read about Merkins. So here we go. There's Wikipedia. There's the page. This is Merkin right here. Sorry, Merkin right here, as you can see. And uh, there is a picture of what a Merkin kind of is. It looks like a, a fur burger over the um, genital region of a person, a person, a boy or girl, does not matter. And um, whoop, we don't want that there. And uh, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's dive in. Let's dive in, shall we? Um, Merkin. This article is about the public wig. For other uses, see Merkin dis, uh, disambiguation. Disambiguation. A Merkin is a pubic wig. That's right, folks. A Merkin is a pubic wig, a wig for your pubic region. Merkins were originally worn by sex workers after shaving their mons pubis and are now used as decorative items, erotic devices, or in films by both men and women. And I suppose... We do have to click on, mon no, maybe we don't. Maybe oh, there you go. Okay, so there it shows you a very graphic. That is very graphic. Okay, let's let's not look at that. Uh, there is the that was the region of of that, and nothing else needs to be said about it. So that is what the mons pubis is. Um, history and how the fuck do you say that word? Entomology. Entomology. Ready? The Oxford Companion to the Body. Dates the origin of the public of the pubic wig to the 1450s. Yeah, you're gonna have to live with my with me stumbling over my words as I read. I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. So yeah. Uh, so the date, the the origins of the pubic wig uh, date back to the 1450s. According to the publication, women would shave their pubic hair for personal hygiene to combat pubic lice. They would then don a merkin. Also, sex workers would wear a merkin to cover up the signs of disease, such as syphilis. Um, the Oxford English Dictionary dates the first written use of the term in 1617. So it for almost 200 years, nobody wrote about the merkin, or at least there's no writing we can find about the merkin. That came later, later on in 1617. The word probably originated from, from Malkin, 
a derogatory term for lower class young women or from Marykin, a pet form of female given uh, for the given name Mary. Ooh, interesting. So it comes from a pejorative word for lower class young women. Um, so that's the history. Uh, this is a short article, but this is good for our opening, you know, our opening bid into this um, this 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 show, if it works, or maybe it's not going to work. Uh, again, totally testing the waters here. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just I'm just going for it. Contemporary use in Hollywood filmmaking, merkins can be worn by actors and actresses to avoid inadvertent exposure of the genitalia during nude or semi-nude scenes. The presence of the merkin protects the actor from inadvertently performing full frontal nudity. Some contracts specifically require that nipples and genitalia be covered in some way, which can help ensure that the film achieves a less restrictive MPAA rating. MPAA rating, that's, you know, rated R, rated NC-17. And the reason why the film would want to have a less restrictive MPAA reading, uh, rating uh, is because then it can be shown to a wider audience. Wider audience means the potential for a bigger box office. It's more likely that people are going to take their children to um, a, a movie or whatever, take uh, kids under the age of 18 to a movie if it's rated PG-13, as opposed to um, you know being rated R or NC-17. NC-17 is a ratings killer is a box office killer if your movie your movie will do better as an unrated movie than it will as an nc-17 there's something about nc-17 that makes it that just destroys it um a great example of an nc-17 movie i can think of so many other rated r movies that are way more crazy and you know messed up um the the one of my favorite films of all time the cook the thief his wife her lover is rated NC-17. Yes, there's some nudity. Yes, there's some violence. Yes, there's some ex excrement. It's, uh, you know, it gets pretty, um, it gets, you know, it gets pretty gnarly. Uh, it's definitely a gnarly film, but is it more extreme than some of the rated R films out there? No, definitely not. Not at all. And so therefore, uh, it's, but, but it holds like an allure almost for being NC-17. It adds this extra dimension of forbiddenness before NC-17, a movie could be rated X. So the Merkin is a very like important tool in Hollywood to sort of do that. And I'm sure it creates some sort of comfort for the performers, you know, for actors and actresses in general, you're bumping uglies literally with people, with strangers or people that you, maybe you've never done a scene with them. Maybe your first scene is a nude scene. Maybe you're supposed to be some like, Maybe you're working background or you're supposed to be like, you know, uh, a small character role where you're playing a, a stripper or some sort of, you know, um, I don't know, just someone in some someone involved with nudity. And the very first thing you do or, or maybe you're having a toward love affair with a stranger that you just met. And the first thing you got to do for the story is get completely naked with the with someone who you maybe you met once before. Maybe you met them during the table reading, um, uh, but you definitely didn't get a chance to rehearse. It's not like you got a chance to rehearse the 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 um the scene. You just you just go in, you just go into it, um, and so I guess that provides some protection uh, to that sort of situation. A merkin may also be used when the actor has less pubic hair than is required, as in uh, the nude dancing extras in the bank job. 
Amy Landecker wore a Merkin in a serious man for a nude sunbathing scene. Bikini waxing was not common for 1967 uh, when the film is set. So she is clear down there, if I can put it in that, those terms. And she needed a Merkin in order to better represent the period dress uh, of, the t- of the times in 1967, where people were just full beaver, man. Women, full beaver, 1967. General, general thing. Uh, here are some examples of Merkins uh, throughout Hollywood history. Lucy Lawless was fitted for a Merkin for the 2010 TV series Spartacus, Blood and Sand, but did not use it. So that's interesting. She was fitted for one, but didn't even bother using it. Didn't go down. Uh, in an interview for Allure, Kate Winslet revealed how she refused to wear a Merkin in the reader. I wonder how that turned out. What, what, what's the context behind there? Did she already? Did she have some beaver down there to like beaver palette hair? I don't know. I don't know what the right way to talk about this stuff is. This was kind of an un, uh, an uncomfortable first first topic, but I'm sure a lot of these topics will be uncom- un- uncomfortable. That's the point of doing this. That's the whole point of this exercise, right? So I don't know. If, I really don't know if this is going to work out well, but we're trying, trying new stuff, trying new things, uh, trying to do things from from. F- YouTube live streaming instead of Facebook live streaming uh, where it's easier at the San Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo fashion week in 2010. You're going to hear me mispronounce a lot of words that I've never read out loud before. And I'm not afraid to admit it, man. It's just a fact of life. Just get with the program. That's just the situation that is, it is what it is. Uh, I, I can't be ashamed of it. I just have to stumble through it the best I can. If you feel the need to correct me, please do. Um, at the Fashion Week in 2010, the designer firm Neon dressed a nude model in transparent plastic. According to the designer, the model wore a public wig to make her appearance more natural. Interesting. So she's dressed. She's wearing a, a some. She's covered, even though it's transparent. And in order to make the look for the aesthetic reasons, it was important to wear a pubic wig to make it look more aesthetically pleasing. Who knows? Maybe maybe through the, the transparent plastic, it gave her more of a uh, androgynous, uh, you, no, not unisex. What's the right word for that? Um, asexual, asexual, like a model, like the like the angels in dogma who don't have any um, nether regions down there. OK. Uh, in an interview, Gina Gershon, who is not only a great actress, but I find her to be incredibly attractive, a, a beautiful woman. She's in, she she plays, uh, she does two movies with Nicolas Cage. She's in Face Off, and they reunited 20 years later for a movie called Inconceivable, a direct-to-video movie. But uh, in William Friedkin's uh, phenomenal and criminally underseen Killer Joe, uh, Gina Gershon revealed that she had to wear a Merkin. Uh, I believe that movie was rated NC-17. Killer Joe was rated NC-17, probably for the fried chicken fellatio. Spoilers, sorry, if you have not seen that. Fried chicken fellatio. That's right, folks, I just said that. Fried chicken fellatio. Um, in the director's audio commentary of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, director David Fincher discussed how a Merkin was used for actress Rooney Mara, after she suggested to him that the character she portrayed in the movie was a natural redhead in the book and actually dyed her hair black. Consequently, the Merkin she wore was made in the color red, uh, was made in the color red. 
for the re- release of the movie in Japan, Fincher stated, I believe in Japan, we had to put a mosaic over it because fake pubes are considered to be dot, 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 nasty. Um, in Stanley Kubrick's film, Dr. Strangelove, the character of the president of the United States, played by Peter Sellers, is bald, and his name is Merkin Muffley. I did not. Wow. I never thought about that. President Muffley. Ha, that's hilarious. In Italian, uh, in the Italian film La Pelle, English, The Skin, which takes place during the Allied occupation of Naples after World War II, blonde Merkins are, are made for the local prostitutes to pass for blondes for the U.S. soldiers. Huh. Interesting. In the television series, Black Sails, love that show, but did not watch the last season. It just sort of fell apart for me. Uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy wore a pubic wig. I don't know who that is. Oh, her. Uh, she a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. I know I've been saying girl, a lot of girls are gorgeous in this thing. I don't know why. I just, I'm just calling out beauty like I see it. She's a, a very, she's also a very talented actress. Um, but now I'm putting the name to the face. She wore a pubic wig. In uh, one of my personal films, personal favorite films, I should say, The Greasy Strangler, the character Janet donned Merkin. And she, you know, the character of Janet, um, the, the actress, fuck, getting it, excuse me, um, I'm forgetting her name. She was very brave to, oh, Elizabeth De Razzo. It's really great that they have these little pop-up things so you don't have to click on the on the Wikipedia page and go somewhere else. Elizabeth De Razzo um, had to wear the Merkin and she did a lot of very brave, I would say brave nudity because people, people of her stature typically don't, get nude on film and it's not an easy thing to be nude period and i could just imagine how that must have been was thought it was very um brave and daring and i applaud her for what she did now left out of the contemporary use of the merkin is probably the most i guess egregious would be the right word um use of the merkin for me at least one of my all-time favorite films return of the living dead which you can see Boom, right here. So this is from Arrow in the Head, one of my favorite. Uh, I used to read this this guy all the time. Uh, he has something called The Test of Time, The Return of the Living Dead. And Return of the Living Dead, great. There's your tar man, zombies, gas, uh, totally taking the zombie genre and flipping it on its head and doing something completely different. Running, literally running in the other direction from George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, which I consider personally to be my all-time favorite movie of all time. And, you know, it's like, it, it ain't easy to walk in George Romero's shoes. And I think Dan O'Bannon did it really well. Well, he, um, you know, part of the, the setup of this film is, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, punk rockers trapped in a cemetery with a bunch of dead people that want to eat their brains. That's a very oversimplified way of, of saying what that movie is. But for, for you know, uh, time's sake, I'm just going to say it like that. And um, one of the performers, one of the performers is um, uh, Linnea Quigley, a.k.a. Trash. And she is a punk rock chick with fiery red hair and a lot of attitude. Here are all the punk rockers. You can see them right here. There's Trash. She's right over there. That's Suicide, um, Spider, Scuzz, Casey, um, Freak, what's this? And Chuck, and of course, um, Tina. Um, driving around, driving, driving to go pick up Freddie from his job at you need a medical supply warehouse. 
Uh, and trash, of course, is your, you know, in, in a lot of these 80s movies, you know, people get nude. You know, that's what happens in these 80s horror films. Uh, it kind of like, you know, goes goes with the goes with the territory, really. Um, and so uh, Linnea Quigley's character, Trash, uh, is talking to Spider, as you can see here in the scene. And they're talking about uh, uh, different ways of dying. Well, he's not. Tra um, friggin' Spider is not. It's Trash who suddenly goes, have you ever fantasized about how you're going to die? And Spider's like, turns her and is like, what? What are you crazy? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I, I don't want to talk about that, even though they would all be dead in a few hours. Spoilers. Boy, I do the spoilers after. I should do the spoilers before I spoil it, right? Um, and for her, her it's, it's probably the most on-the-nose irony of all time. Uh, she goes, for me, I would like... If I would like it if a bunch of old men ripped off all my clothes and started eating me alive. And then she proceeds to do what she's doing, as you can see right here. She rips off all her clothes in the cemetery. The music comes in, uh, which is her theme, Trash's theme. Tonight, we'll make love till we'll die, we die. In darkness, you will find me. I dance among the dead. Da, 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 da. Uh, just warning you, I'm going to sing a lot. That's what I do. I'm a, sing I'm a song and dance man. Uh, but she starts dancing naked on a tombstone. She gets full on naked, right, in the thing. And here is, let's see the part about the the, the murky. She gets full on naked, um, buttocks and uh, pubic region and uh, spider and scuzz are, and 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 suicide, no, not suicide, yeah, suicide. They're, su no, suicide and scuzz are dancing around her while she's on the crypt tombstone thing. Uh, dancing naked and they're holding road flares and everybody's dancing and it's like the coolest it's like one of my favorite scenes from any 80s film it's just so great you know it's just so gratuitous it's gratuitous it's unnecessary um it it fits with the theme of sex and death uh that is return of living dead um and, and you know sort of the, those those sort of themes i mean that's ultimately what all those themes are um, but here, I'm going to read this part as for the incredible, uh, as for the incredible, how about Linnea Quigley's unbridled sexiness as trash, the morbid punk rock chick whose foully perverse and foreshadowed death, death wish comes to fero fer ferocious fruition too damn hot word is producers originally balked at the idea of showing pubic hair during trash's full frontal nude striptease in the graveyard. Every teenage boy's dream, mind you. It's not lying. Uh, prompting Linnea to embarrassingly shave her nether region instead. After one look, the same producer said that it was even more unbecoming, but trendsetting, yo. Uh, uh, so a specially customized merkin, a pubic toupee, was created and attached, and attached to Trash's G-string in order to simulate her hair down there. Fooled me, aroused me forever impressed me of course in the way which trash meets her maker or makers is just uh durably memorable parading around in the rain in nothing but a ripped blouse and a pair of leg warmers and a soggy merkin she falls she falls into a muddy pit in the cemetery only to be gang ravaged what a word and it really kind of like wow i never thought about it like that when you say use that word gang which is used in other you know euphemisms if you know what i mean gang ravaged by a courtier of feted and flesh starved zombies just after she pined just as she pined after boy this writer is uh likes to 
has a has a thesaurus handy using interesting off-color words not off-color but you know just different words to make them unique i don't know you can always tell when a writer uses a thesaurus i think you know there's like just a certain level of like i'm definitely using a thesaurus i don't know um so yeah so that is so that's merkins um if you if there if i left out any examples of, of merkins that that um that you think should be mentioned uh please note in the comments below please subscribe hit that like button that's right i'm doing all the standard youtube shit why it's youtube stuff sorry why because we're going to be doing a lot more stuff on youtube and um i'm just trying to see what sinks and what floats so give it a like hit that subscribe button and most importantly what do you want to hear me read next on wikipedia um leave it in the comments below and if not i'll just pick an article myself um so i'm gonna do that and uh yeah that's it that's the end of the show uh all right uh charlie play out music please <laughs>